Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. So, on the night, Jack Grealish returned to Villa Park to a somewhat mixed reception. Man City edged out the Villa by two goals to one. We'll, of course, get to that in a moment. While later, things get hot under the collar, as Frankie asks me a spicy question. But before Frankie poses me that steaming hot question, it's time I check up on him. Frankie, how are you? Not bad. Busy day at work. Let's hear it. Uh, oh, well, you know, I did, a, I did a story on the iPhone 13. There is a report that Apple um, have told suppliers that demand is somewhat down. So, um, well, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Blaming it on a global chip shortage. So if... Your wee bairn or your little sprog or your little kid or whatever you call him comes up to you, you know, yanks your top and says, Daddy, <laughs> Mommy, I want a PlayStation 5, I want an iPhone 13. You lean down to them, you get right in their face and you wag your finger and go, don't you understand there is a global semiconductor shortage? Santa <laughs> and his elves, they are not immune to the supply chain crisis. I feel this doesn't have to be necessarily something I explain. I mean, you, this is something you've been working on. So I'll just direct my child just to, you know, Frankie Maguire, uh, the, man, the man who knows it all. Grab him right now, put his face up to the camera, and I'll wag my finger at him. And it just the, <laughs> the like, innocent doe eyes of trying to understand what the hell a, a microchip is. Do you feel slightly more clued up on that now, Frankie? I do. Now, yeah. now that you've done your reports. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. I, 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 hopefully, hopefully I've passed off that I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Well, well, that's. You know, I try that's and do it on this every week. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I was going. I was going to move on to that actually, Frankie. Well, <laughs> I hope you can do a good job explaining the result against Man City. It was. It was. It was a good performance. I think the second half in particular was was certainly uh, was certainly something to um, to sort of savor, even though the result obviously wasn't the one that we uh, we wanted. Mm. Um, I think it does make it though eleven wins in twelve for Man City against us, which is a pretty mm. atrocious record. But but yeah. generally, Frankie, what did you think of the game and how it went? Uh, it's very rare that I come away from losses feeling optimistic and happy, um, and I felt that last night. First half, first fifteen minutes, Man City were absolutely phenomenal. They're the best team in the world, most likely. Their tactics, they saw that Villa had gone narrow under Gerrard. So what did they do? They used their width. I thought Raheem Sterling in the first half was just almost unplayable. Everything he did was on it. Hmm. Uh, on the right, Mares and Cancelo worked well together. Um, but, you know, we rode the storm and created... A, we had a few breakaways. And, you know, the, the big problem was in that first half... On those breakaways, that final pass wasn't quite there. Uh, there were definitely chances where we scared City and we could have got a shot away and got a goal. But the first goal, pretty disappointing. It came about because Sterling was just quality. Um, mm. And Bailey, could he have gone in a bit harder for that challenge on um, for the first goal? Possibly, but, you know, fair enough, it goes in. And then the second goal... Uh, you know, it's one of the best goals you'll ever see in person, I think. Um, yeah. And it's not just the finish. It's from right from the start where the, the, the calmness of those players on the ball, the defender heading it back to Mahrez, Mahrez in his own box, under pressure, holds onto it, gets a pass away. And then the breakaway. Yeah, you could look at maybe, I think it was Mings maybe wasn't back far enough or McGinn was chasing back. It's a shame we left uh, Bernardo Silva free, but 
what an absolutely amazing finish that was. What a goal. But uh, second half, that was exactly the reaction you wanted. Early goal, volley. We scared City. We scared City. The midfield lifted it second half. Douglas Louise was absolutely unstoppable. He was everywhere. He was covering Cancelo um, and Mares, helping out Matty Target there, and then Ashley Young later. Marvellous Nakamba stepped his game up, and there was one moment where he tackled Rodri in midfield, and I literally jumped off my chair as if it was a goal. Um, <laughs> the confidence of their, their play was really good. McGinn, again, I thought looked quality. Uh, looked a really threatening player, particularly out on the right when he, he sort of uses that ample posterior he has, turns and just sends across into the box. Um, amazing finish from Ollie Watkins, who I thought was really good. His hold-up play was far better than it was against Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, brought, I thought Nathan Ake really struggled against him. And then that Chukwameka chance, my goodness, if that had gone in, I swear on my life, you would not have seen me for another week. I'd have gone straight to the nearest nightclub, probably woken up in Australia in a week's time, wondering how the hell I got there. Um, it was such an amazing moment. And um, there's a lot more we can talk about, and we will. Uh, but just came away feeling a lot of optimism. And I loved the the pressure we put them under. Uh, what, what did you mm. think? Yeah. Uh, I, I would uh, I would say that um, yeah, particularly second half, it, it was a different uh, it was a different game. Um, you know, as you say, putting Man City under pressure is not something that many teams do. Um, you know, I, I I can't say I watched the Palace game where they were obviously beaten by Palace at home, which was a massive sort of shock result. But it seemed to me that um, Palace's goals really sort of came on the on the on the break, um, and obviously we were under pressure ourselves for much of the game. But in the second half. As we've been saying, we we did take the game to City. You know, we mm. we had we had some really really good chances in the in the second period, not least Chucklemaker. Um, you know, I, I thought perhaps he could have taken it first time, but to be fair, his first touch was actually really good because it set himself for the shot. Mm. And I just think I just think Edison made a made a, a quality save. And also, um, let's not forget for his age, it was a good run as well. It was oh, a good, good game to get, awareness to, to get in that position. And Wendy, you know what a pass that was, yeah, to, it was. Uh, through to him. Excellent vision. He's he's someone who's really coming into his own. Um, the more he plays for us, which is really really encouraging to see. Yeah. I mean, marvelous is just a revelation, isn't he? Since Stevie G's come in, he's he just what a glow he's up, eh? on that rock. Yeah, oh, massively, massively. Uh, it's it's um, it is it's it's so it's so good to see. I mean, I think you know, I mean, his passing his passing does worry me. Uh, I think it always has. But in terms of a, a player that's there to just break up play, um, unsettle uh, the opposition, mm. he's he's the best in our team by a country mile at doing that. Um, yeah. you know, just, just as long as he gets the ball and passes it very <laughs> quickly, um, then, then that's, then that's fine. And I'm sure, you know, he, he, there'll be a bit of coaching there. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he, he's, he seems a pretty integral part of this team under, under, under Steven Gerrard now, um, you know, Chuck will make a, a chance aside, really, really good to see him get a few more minutes under his belt. I know there's been a lot of talk behind the scenes about, is he going to sign this new contract? He's got 18 months, I think, left on his current deal. Yeah. A lot can change then. And obviously, if he gets more game time under Stevie G, then... Um, Stevie G, there I can't stop saying it. He said it! I can't stop it now. Whoa. He's one of our own. Um, <laughs> but, 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 he's, but, you know, if he, if, if he does give him a chance, then his agent can't argue that there's no pathway to playing... Yeah. 
for the for the football club. You know, he's he, he'll definitely get game time under under Gerard, I'm sure. And then obviously Morgan Sanson coming in as well. Mm. Um, we talked about him last week, didn't we? We mentioned, you know, is are we going to see him? You know, in in a Villa shirt uh, going forward, is he someone that we might want to think of? Um, you know, getting getting rid of potentially in in January or in the summer, mm-hmm. but. He showed some nice touches. I thought even at the very end, there was a lovely touch he made oh, where yeah. he sort of skipped away from someone on the touchline and um, and passed the ball on. So you know more of that, please, Morgan. That was um, that was that was really really good. So yeah, positives and obviously you know the the result wasn't what we wanted. We could have easily got something out of that game, but you know ahead of the match, you know fearing for it, I I, I thought given the fact that um, Liverpool and Chelsea are. Are right up there with Man City. Man City would be would be going yeah. for it, and they and they really did, and they really did. Um, yeah. But I was I was very much encouraged by that performance going forward, and I think we can take uh, we can take a lot from that. Um, so so you know, all in all, uh, not a not a bad performance at all. Yeah, um, I th- I think you can still see we're a work in progress at times, particularly in the first half. Some of the play around at the back, Man City put us under pressure, and I tell you what though, Bernardo Silva, oh what a player. It's Absolutely I find it amazing footballer. That um that he that he was so strongly linked with leaving Man City. And I know yeah. it was probably the whole talk of Grealish joining, so they had to make space. Um, but by keeping him, I mean oh. he's he's just he's really proven himself to be just a, a, a just an elite level footballer, he's like, isn't he? He's like an he's like a um a, a child who just won't stop running. He's yeah. just got that sort oh, of youthful joyousness about him. Yeah. And he's got that skill and he's a tough, he's just, you know, for quite a diminutive player, tough like guy. And mm. I just, I can't speak highly enough of him as a player and Guardiola's tactics as well. You know, very impressive. But I tell you what I did like was Villa, whilst we gave them a lot of width, there was a lot of players in the middle getting back defending and we were tough mm. we we're tough to break down and i'll give you a little stat um this comes from patrick rowe who's been on the show a couple of times before uh he writes for birmingham live he's known as at pgr underscore analytics on twitter strongly recommend you follow him uh he he tweeted that uh villa kept city to their lowest recorded expected goals value of the season at 0.9 xg and villa also recorded the highest tally of pressures at 191 in this game mm. which i thought was interesting and it shows that we're playing with a bit more intensity and even without knowing those stats you can see that just with your own eyes i think that we're yeah. looking i mean compare that to the west ham game just re- just a few weeks mm. ago mm. i mean the west ham game we were just i mean wow and and yeah. look at us now and so um, I, I'm liking the, the, the way we're, we're, we're narrow. I like the way that the like McGinn and Louise are getting out wide and supporting the fullbacks and the fullbacks are pushing forward. It's creating more options. Um, and then I think you mentioned it earlier as well, Buendia. You know, we, we've defended him on this show and I've compared it to Juan Pablo Angel joining the Villa. Took him a, took him a while. People forget that. It took him a real while to get to, up to speed with how we played. Now, Buendia... Um, I don't think he's necessarily struggled. I think he's just been like hit and miss a little bit. And uh, we just needed to be patient as he found his niche. I think he's starting to see with every game now, he's starting to get more confident and he's starting to find what he is in this team. Some Mm. of his flicks last night were very, very good. 
um, some of, like that flick to Chukameka, for instance. And again, he did the same against Palace, that little flick through to uh, Watkins and another flick off to um, El, El Ghazi. Yeah, so goal, yeah. he's a lovely one-touch player. And there was one pass he did from deep last night as well. So I think there's a lot to really like about Wendy at the moment. Bailey is a bit of a wild card. Well, I was going to say, speak, speaking of someone that uh, we need to have patience with, um, it, see, it, see, it almost seems that every time he goes into full-on sprint mode, he, he, he pulls a muscle. It's, um, yeah, it's a shame. It's yeah. quickly, pretty astonishing. And, and, you know, he looked obviously devastated to be going off again with another muscle strain. Yeah, I real think, shame. Uh, Gerard, after the match, he said that he's going to be out for another couple of games. So, which again, it's sort of a very stop-start um, introduction to life at Villa yeah. Park, which is, which is a massive shame. Um, but saying that, uh, well, this this was another point actually to make the fact that St- uh, Steve Gerrard had to make two enforced substitutions against Manchester. Oh City. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, target coming off with that that um, will look like a bit of a head injury after that fall, and then obviously Bailey coming off. So he had to make those two changes. So again, that, with that in put into consideration, it was it was it was a really I mean it really really was a, a good a good performance. But I thought when when Young came on, he's he's had another bit of a revival under yeah, he has, Gerard. Yes. He's getting getting more minutes and yes, okay, he came off the bench. Forever um, young. Man City, but he is, he is very but I mean he he obviously won us the corner that um, we scored from didn't he with that yeah. kind of that uh, challenge on um, on Zinchenko so um, you know he he is someone that I think he really loves playing under Gerard because it, it, he plays with that sort of level of intensity that that, um, that Gerard obviously likes to see so you know if the rest of the team can match that then um, then uh, we, we we really will be going places you know, I did. I did like Gerard's substitutions. Um, obviously, the young one or, or um, the, the target one was enforced. Um, but I, I liked his use of the squads. I, they, yeah. I didn't expect him to bring on Chukwameka, um, Sanson. I thought he'd bring on Young, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Those weren't the two players I thought he'd bring on. And you know, it's almost him saying, "I've told them in training and in into the office, you're going to get your chance." And mm. he's, he's looked at them and gone, "Do you know what?" You're playing the best team in the world here. Go out and prove what you've got. Mm. And I think Sanson showed some lovely touches. He's, he's actually in the few times he's played for us before. He's actually done that sort of half Cruyff turn thing. He does. He's done that once or twice. I remember him doing it against Brighton last season. Um, Sanson, if he can just get a run of games, could be a really effective player for us. Mm. And I would not be surprised if he starts against Leicester at the weekend. Chukwameka, you know, he's, he obviously his agent said there's no pathway to the team, whatever, which, you know, I mean, Jacob Ramsey's starting for goodness sake. I mean, of course, there's a pathway. Uh, but Chukwameka, to me, uh, just turned 18. That kid has got it. Um, okay, not everything went right for him last night, but I think a lot did go right for him. I think some of his movement, his passing, his calmness. This guy, if Gerard can just keep him at the club, convince him to stay I don't know what's going on you know obviously he's going to get interest from some huge clubs because he's he just looks like he's got that ability um but you we have a real player there and I think the more game time he gets this season I think we'll see more and more just what a special talent he is but I, I, I really liked his use of the squad and I think if you were to look back on Dean Smith you might say that wasn't always his biggest strength mm, um yeah. but and I, it just suggests to me that Gerard is keeping the squad happy um, he's using everybody and chat, you know, even in the biggest games, he's not afraid to throw people in. Absolutely. Well, Frankie, we've gone about 10 minutes uh, into this podcast and we have yet to mention <laughs> Jack Grealish, which is uh, Scott Carson. Oh, Jack. Oh, <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh... Two homecomings. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, 
I mean, obviously he didn't start. He came on with about five minutes to go. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, it was. I just. I just assumed that he wouldn't get on the pitch. It was a, yeah, for me. Yeah. It was a bit of a strange substitution for Pep to make. Um. I'm not entirely sure why he did it. It's not as if he had enough time to offer anything, and and he had very few touches on the ball. So, it was. A, it was a strange. It was a strange thing to do to Jack, in my to opinion. To be fair, and, though, his ball retention is. He's a quality holding that oh, ball in. In those of, last ten minutes, you want yeah, someone who does that, that. that. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is true. That is true. But it just again, I just I just felt that if I was, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Pep Guardiola. In case anyone is asking, <laughs> I'm uh, not. Is it? This is. This I is remember like the your time in charge of Barcelona, B George, on football well, manager. Got them this relegated. Isn't like the, this isn't like the masked singer. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to reveal myself to be. Uh, what <laughs> the bold fraud, whatever they call him. But the best manager this fight we've ever seen, bro. Well, one of them. Um also I saw somewhere that he was he, he, I think he got to the fast the fastest number of wins, I think, yeah, I in a that. Premier yeah. League boss somewhere. He's just ridiculous manager. Yeah. But anyway, um I'm not him. But but if I was him, uh <laughs> I would have I would have probably brought a jack on a little bit. Um earlier um yeah. just 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 because i think sometimes i think with jack he's he, he, particularly if he's a sub on very rare occasions he is one he, he can probably take a t- bit of time to grow into the game because he's not someone that will just come on and charge charge yeah. onto the pitch and and you know and be that sort of explosive player he's he sort of reads the game so well and kind of get, gets takes time to get a feel for it and kind of grows into it so right. i was surprised that he was brought on um as late as he was what what did you make of the act the reaction i mean obviously i you know like you can hear the boos because boos just aren't oh, they are just they're loud, loud yeah, obviously yeah. anything else but but it did seem to be a bit of a, a mixed reaction as far as i could i could tell um, I, I don't know what you thought you know, it was actually a better reception than I thought. I I, mm. I wondered if it would be a really visceral, nasty reaction. Yeah, you're, yeah, there was the booze and all that, um, but there was quite a lot of applauding. And I think what I've always said with Grealish is time will be a healer, I think, on that front. I mean, all right, there's some things he said in interviews that uh, haven't have kind of rubbed people up the wrong way. And I think, you know, the revelation that he was, you know, happy to go to United last season... Um, it doesn't. It doesn't always like. It, it, as I say, it kind of rubs people the wrong way a bit. Um, but I think ultimately, in the long term, we'll all uh, remember the, what he did do at Villa during his time and how much how amazing it was really to watch him. Uh, I understand he's such a it's such a unique thing with Villa fans and Grealish because he is like living our dream, and we dared to believe that he might be with us for he might be like our. Gerard, you know, like what he was at Liverpool, that's someone who was there forever. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, hence, hence the rendition of Villa Till I Die, which was sort of resounding around Villa Park. That was the perfect reaction. And yeah. I think rather than just booing, you know, it just it to my to my mind, I just think, do you know what? Just it would just start to look a bit it looks a bit silly, you know. I, I can understand on the first time, but if we're gonna to continue to do it, I think it's just gonna get a bit old, a bit quick. And I think singing Villa Till I Die. Top of your lungs. That was the perfect reaction, I thought. Um, and it it G's the players up. It sets sets the tone. You know, gets you going. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, look. I I don't want to. I don't want a negative relationship between Villa and Grealish. And I hope that's not what happens. I can understand a lot of the anger with him, and I know a lot of people will be turning this podcast off <laughs> right now. You know, <laughs> well, hopefully not. 
Please don't. Um, but I can understand all the reactions last night. And uh, But I just hope that going forward, it just doesn't stay like this. And that I think singing Villa Till I Die was perfect. Uh, just time will be a healer, hopefully. And in the time that he's at City, hopefully Villa can, can continue to progress. Looking at us right now, I do think that's happening. I'm, I'm confident about where Villa are going. And uh, I got, you know, something I'll ask you actually last night. It's hard to pick a man of the match. Who would you pick? Oh, yeah, that is it's hard to pick a man of the match, really. There were some really good performances. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, the first name that came to my head was was uh, Nakamba. Just people love it, love someone that can get stuck in and win the ball and and start us off on a break. Because we've got we've got the players to hurt teams on the break, but yeah. it all has to start with someone who breaks up the opposition players, they're attacking and feeds the ball to, you know, the more creative players and um, the pacier players, the more sort of flair players. And um, as I say, in the, in, the, in the few games that he's played under Gerrard, he, he's sort of becoming that player. Mm. He also seems to win the ball quite deep. So, yeah, does, so yeah. I've, I've noticed, you know, I don't know if this is, a, this is an anticipation thing or positioning thing for him or whether it's just one of those sort of random things that, that happens. But I, I've, just, I've just noticed he sort of does sit so deep that he wins the ball almost on our penalty area. Or yeah, penalty he does box. a couple of, yeah, he does um, do that. Yeah. What that sort of means is that the opposition, they've committed their players forward. So, so, so it does mean that we have this sort of like the, these opportunities to really sort of be particularly dangerous on the break. Um, again, I don't know if that's something that's been coached or something that he, he just, just decides to do himself or it's just, as I said, by, by chance, but, but it's it's something that I've I've noticed him do and and yeah as I say we, we don't really have a ball winner like that in the squad mm. we've always been saying for ages we've been clamouring for a defensive midfielder that can come in and be that kind of physical entity that can win the ball and and challenge and be aggressive and mm. be physical and um and he doesn't shirk and it's it's interesting I mean I, I don't want to compare him to Conte at all but he but he does come across as this very kind of just nice sort of humble unassuming player sort of Conte-esque they're like, really similar roles don't they they're play similar, similar roles you know I, I mean Conte's a much better ball carrier much much better yeah, ball awesome carrier insofar that he was playing in a kind of offensive role weirdly for Chelsea for a for a yeah. while um, because he because he probably because he can do it because he's world-class but Nakamba, there are elements of Conte to Nakamba for sure and just um, you wait till Marvellous goes on an Alan Hutton style run <laughs> Against it, and he buries it top corner, and we're going to be like, wow. I, I cannot wait for that first marvelous Nakamba goal. Oh, I, it's uh, going to, oh, the scene. It's going to be a great thing. Straight to a, a nightclub, mate. Straight to a nightclub. It could be 12 after, in the afternoon, off to the club. I'm gone. I'd, I know I know for sure it's going to be one of those sort of like, it'll be a strike from outside the box, which will hit about 15 players before sort of bobbling into the back of the yeah, net. I yeah, don't yeah. care. I, yeah. It'll go to the dubious goals panel. It'll, it'll tentatively give it to <laughs> us. But um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, in terms of who's improved the most under Gerrard, um, for me, it's Nakamba. And I think last night he... Um, he he was on his on you know on top form again. So and long may that continue. Yeah, I thought I thought first half he was a bit hit and miss. Uh, second half, like the rest of the team, he really came forward. I, I personally, I thought I think it's between Douglas Louise and uh, Ollie Watkins. I thought Watkins was kind of unplayable at times. Um, Ake really really struggled against him, but Douglas Louise was just absolutely everywhere. And, you know, you compare him to Fernandinho, a fellow Brazilian midfielder. And, you know, coming out of that, I thought, wow, I can. I wonder if City think, 
kind of wish you'd use that buyback fee now. Um, he's, still, he's still only, what, 22, 23? Yeah, 23, 4, yeah. He's, uh, that, that's as, like, Douglas, towards the end of our, uh, the season we stayed up, uh, he was our one of our best players, if not our, well, other than Grealish, I guess, if not our best player. Uh, yeah. Last season, he was a bit more hit and miss. This season, um, he's been looking good and just... Yesterday against City, I was like really, really impressed with Douglas Luiz. The pressures he was putting on, um, the ball carrying, the covering. Uh, if he can maintain that form, wow, we, we, we're going to be a real ham. He, that's you, a midfield that's not going to be fun to play against. So, considering we were, we were really easy to overrun, that's a tough midfield. He, he's been he's been linked with um, with a move away. Um, yeah. I think Ro- Roma is a team that I've yeah. seen quite strongly linked with. Uh, with Luis, I mean, he does. You know, he seems quite settled uh, in in Birmingham to me. You know, he's obviously getting game time. He's one of our most important players. Yeah, he, he's young. He's no doubt ambitious. Um, do you? He hasn't signed a, a new contract. I, I I don't know. I don't know the situation behind the scenes. Whether he was offered one uh, when we were kind of going through a ream mm. of contract renewals at the end of last season over the summer. Yeah. Um, but either way, he hasn't signed one. Um, do, do you do you worry that he could be someone that could be out the door whether we want him oh, to be or not I mean look he's a Brazilian international isn't he so that immediately puts him in the any shop window all Brazilian internationals are always players that tend to get signed for a lot of money and uh, yeah, yeah. you know you look at Douglas Luiz Brazilian international playing for Aston Villa and rivals might think well, we're a Villa in the league what 12th uh, 13th so that's, he's a player who I think a high, you know, a team that's in the top four around Europe would, um, yeah, would would see his current form and go. That's the player they want in. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if he can if he can maintain the form we had last night. But we start to hear rumblings of teams around Europe who are interested in him. But as you say, uh, we we got to think of Villa now as a team that we we don't sell. We're not a selling club. That's the greatest thing has to be, to my mind, try and be a full stop on that and that we only sell when we want to sell. I hope that Louise can maintain his form and uh, become a super player for us this season and uh, that if the interest does emerge, that we're strong enough to go, do you know what? Nah, going to hold on to him. But, you know, yeah, I guess the contract thing, you never know how that might develop. All Villa, no filler on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. I'm throwing some new flavours into this show to turn the heat up to scorching hot in this the spicy question. It's here where we cover the controversial topics and get the creative juices flowing. And today, George, I'm asking you, realistically, what would you like to see Steven Gerrard achieve at Aston Villa? I guess sort of back-to-back Champions League titles, maybe? Yeah, that's <laughs> realistic. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, I would, I would say... Are we talking? We're talking short term, medium term, long term, or over the course of all three here, Frankie. Over the course of all three. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I'd say I'd say short term. I guess this season is 
it's a bit of a not a, not a write off. No season is a write off, particularly not when you're you know playing right. in the the best league in the world. Um, but oh, it, controversial it, it, to it, some of our listeners might be like La Liga with the Bundesliga. It's, it's basically it's a like, good league, though, isn't it? It's a good league. It's a good league. But basically, it's 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 a you know a don't get relegated season. It's yeah. see how you get on. Yeah. It's not, you know, I, I really don't see us getting uh, back involved in, in in that scrap, although we were obviously sort of briefly under that um, sort of abysmal run uh, we were on not too long ago. So, you know, touch wood. Um, so it's it's a kind of just consolidate this season um, and, and try and implement as much of Steven Gerrard's kind of philosophy um as uh, as we can in the in the short term i mean as you yep. as you said um frankie i think he's still figuring out his best side he's clearly given giving uh, squad members opportunities to impress yeah um it's a work it's a working progress uh, and it will be it will be for some time probably um you'll have a chance to obviously address the squad in january perhaps offload some players that he just doesn't think initially are, are going to play to his um kind of his his tactics and his formations he might dip into the market bring someone in uh, who he feels that we need or a couple of players I think he wouldn't have joined Villa if there wasn't a guarantee that he had funds to spend either in January or in the summer so yeah but you know we're, we're obviously out of the League Cup already um, in terms of going far in a cup competition I mean obviously any Villa fan would like us to to challenge for a, for a, for a cup. It's been so long since we've won one. When, when was yeah. it? 94, 95, 96, 96, wasn't it? 96, Leeds, yeah. I think. League cup. So yeah, a long, a long, long time. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily hang that on him this season. I think we just, again, it's a chance for him to kind of experiment with this, with this squad. Medium term though. Yeah. A cup. Absolutely. I think that's yeah. got to be a target. Um, I think he'll know, in the back of his mind, that's what Villa fans want to see. And we'd probably even forego a pretty average season in the league if we could guarantee ourselves a, a cup, either the League Cup or the FA Cup. Maybe that's a controversial opinion. I mean, obviously, you want to, you want to do everything, don't you? But yeah. personally, I would take a 12th, 13th finish in the, in the league if it meant that we could dedicate some of our resources to winning a cup. I mean, just how amazing would that be to yeah. finally win something, you know, some some memories. I mean, God knows, how old was I? 96 not old at all um, i was i was 48 at that point so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you handed over the cup didn't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i would uh, yeah obviously um medium term to challenge for for a, would a cup would be great and then long term it's kind of like the world's the world's our oyster in a, in a in a in a weird way i don't want to sound so like prophetic about it but you know obviously there are clubs that have much greater spending powers and, and 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 more attractive history than ours perhaps that players might want to join but i do really think we're building something special at villa under yeah. our owners and i just think you know under under gerard if he continues how he has been you know as he has started i know it's very 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 early on but if he can implement what he wants to implement who who knows what he can achieve um this that's the beauty of perhaps these this sort of honeymoon period of a new manager where dream in, the impossible <laughs> dream remember when i said that when we were we were going to stay at the end of the other season when i thought we were going to go down i dream the impossible dream well, frankie let me let me tell you steven gerrard as a player managed to achieve what many thought was the impossible you think about istanbul you think about that goal against west ham in the fa cup final last i think minute. that's the best goal i've ever seen that West oh, Ham what goal, a, honestly, what a goal that was incredible. Just, oh, but I can't, the goal on. against Olympiakos on, on the way to that yeah, uh, that, oh, wow. that game yeah. in Istanbul, 
he is a, he is as a player he's someone who has managed to achieve things that many people thought weren't uh, necessarily possible um so if he can replicate that as a manager then no doubt the good times are coming back to Villa Park Frankie well uh, yeah i i'd agree I, I think uh top half this season i think that the what we've seen in the three games so far gives me hope that we can aim for that yeah. and to get back in the top half of the premier league after such a long time would be a good moment for Villa, I think. And it would show clear signs that, all right, we're back amongst it now. And as you say, do you know what I'd love? I'd love to win the FA Cup. You know, people talk about the magic of the Cup isn't quite there or whatever. But if Villa won it, it'd be absolutely amazing. Um, And something I'll say is that our team, our squad, considering how light it's been the last couple of seasons, this season, I think we have quite a good Cup we're quite we have a squad that could do well in a cup i think mm. uh you know you could if you didn't want to start john mcginn every week you wanted to give him a week off in the fa cup you can bring chuck wameka in ramsey sanson that's a really good midfield or that's a really good replacement sorry so i i, I think villa can aim for a, a cup this season it's a shame we went out in the league cup um on penalties to chelsea but Honestly, I just, I would just love us to win the FA Cup. Just getting that first cup, you know, after such a long time, I think it would, you'd feel then like all this momentum we're feeling with Villa, that would be the moment where you're like, all right, it, I think we have arrived now. Um, yeah. Uh, so, t- t- yeah, top four is going to be very hard, but who's to say that isn't possible within the next two to three years? Who knows what will happen? That's obviously the, the ultimate target, isn't it? To try and bring the league. I mean, what I would what I would say is is look at look at Leicester when they won the FA Cup and 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 yeah, Wigan when they won the FA Cup. I mean, Leicester, yeah. just incredible, uh, an incredible moment for that for the club. Even you know, obviously, winning the league was just something unbelievable. Just yeah. just a, just a real, just a special moment. But the FA Cup is is a fantastic achievement for for a club like Leicester, and and you could tell like the the, the it was a huge thing for them and the fans yeah. and everything. You know, for for Man, for Man City or, or 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 Chelsea, it's kind of like I I I just remember when even when Arsenal were winning the FA Cup, um, yeah, a couple of years ago for them, it's kind of like the fans don't even care anymore. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's which is a strange thing for kind of Arsenal fans to be admitting. But yeah, for for, for a club like ours, which is you know, it's obviously a, it's a bit, we're a big club, and and to go so long without winning winning a a, a cup to to try and do it you know now would be uh well i think as you say i think i think we've got a squad that's 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 ready to challenge for a cup properly challenge for a cup and i don't see you know why we can't do that in a short medium term george i must correct you do you not remember when we won the man walking out of the ball trophy that in the pre-season <laughs> john terry was carrying it the best the best <laughs> trophy ever just a man walking out of ball it was what was, it was he in there for what was he doing for those that can't remember what we're talking about here, by the way, our, our record in pre-season is absolutely astonishing. The, the amount of pre-season trophies and cups we've won is uh, is a real sight to behold. It's really filling up oh, the trophy yeah. cabinet at Villa Park. Mm-hmm. But this this particular trophy was something that you might kind of like, I don't know, like you'd order online on some kind of <laughs> trophy design website. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it was probably about it was hard, I can't remember who held it up. I think it might have been Barry Bannon. No, was it more recent than someone? Like it was Barry more. Bannon? It was John Terry. John Terry. Was, was yeah. it John Terry? Yeah. Well, it was one of one of our players who was quite diminutive, holding this thing but struggling to carry <laughs> it under the sheer weight. It was yeah. almost like World Cup shaped, so kind of tapered at the bottom, then rising into its globe sort of dome <laughs> at the top. Yeah. 
with this man, this <laughs> footballer, emerging from this globe type thing, like it was an egg. What was he doing in there? On. <laughs> what what did that mean, Frankie? What was the point of that trophy? What was the I mean, I'm I'm glad we we had to we had to dismantle Villa Park to get it back into the ground. It, uh, yeah, it, there, but... it you know it actually looked like um, you know, like when you used to play football as a kid, Sunday <laughs> League and all that. It was like the most improved player award. That's yeah. what like the the really like rubbish kid who like had scored <laughs> his first picked. goal. Yeah, yeah, and then scored a like a deflected goal. And we were calling him most improved. That's right. Um, they'd, they'd call a school assembly. Yeah. And that, that's the one he'd win. Um, <laughs> but, um, did you ever win that award, George? Did you ever? <laughs> I feel I would remember an award like that, Frankie. Yeah. Um, no, I, that, I, unfortunately, no, I was never the most improved player. At any no, level. Right. I never improved beyond being terrible. So uh, <laughs> never had a chance of winning it. No, it was... Uh, yeah, I look, if you've ever won the most improved footballer award and you're listening to this, you know, I'm only joking, you did really well. You were you were really good and you improved a lot. So, you know, <laughs> fair play to you. That means a lot coming from all Villano fillers, Frankie Maguire. I'm 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 sure. That was the spicy question, and both George and me want to see Steven Gerrard finally bring a trophy back to Aston Villa. Who wouldn't love to see John McGinn lifting that FA Cup? If you have an opinion on that, you can contact us by emailing allvillanofiller at gmail.com or you can get in touch through Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game, which is on Sunday against, as we mentioned, Leicester City. Uh, they've not been in the best form this season. They drew with uh, Southampton in their game uh, in midweek. Can Villa punish them this weekend, Frankie? Absolutely. I don't like playing Leicester. I think, I mean, we've beaten them. We've had a couple of good wins against them in recent times, but they've hammered us a couple of times as well. Yeah, When they really get going against you, Vardy just running in behind. It's it's hard to stop. The player for me to stop is James Madison. Obviously. Yeah, he's really on form, isn't he? At the moment, really in form. Great goal last night against uh, um, Southampton. He scored two goals, got two assists in his last two games. But our midfield, we're playing a bit narrow. So I think Nakamba might. You know, Madison loves to be near the box. Nakamba is probably going to have a big day out against Matt James Madison at the weekend, and I wouldn't mm. be surprised if Madison doesn't find a lot of room in the middle starts pulling wide to try and create chances, which I think for us is probably not a bad thing, actually, to keep him away from that central zone where he's very, very effective at the moment. Not sure if Yuri Tielemans will be back. Uh, There's not been confirmed about him. He's missed the last three games. But last night they brought on a player called Keenan Dewsbury-Hall for uh, Bubakari Samare, and uh, he changed the game. Very aggressive. Uh, 23 years old. Brendan Rodgers, full of praise for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a start if Tielemans doesn't um, make his way back. I do like Tielemans. I think he's a very effective player. Yeah, Harvey Barnes, a very strong player as well on the wing. He's someone that I think target, or sorry, um, probably Cash, I think it's on that wing he plays, uh, will have to deal with um, quite handily. Uh, probably going to have to have a bit of help from McGinn going over or Douglas Luiz or, to be honest, whoever it is from the midfield who's playing. So, um but I think what gives me hope, I've watched a few highlights of Leicester recently. They concede a lot of set-piece goals. Two against Southampton last night. 
One against Leeds recently. One against Chelsea, a Rudiger header. So Austin McPhee, the wizard, <laughs> the wizard. Yeah. He looks like a damn wizard. He's going to well, be there with his wizard stuff going, do you know what? I've got a plan for these guys. Well, I'll t- I tell, tell you what, Frankie, since Gerard's taken over, I think that's two set-piece goals we've scored, I believe. Obviously, the one yesterday against Man City, the one target scored against oh, yeah. Palace. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we're getting back to... We're getting back to the kind of <laughs> the early days of Austin McPhee. He's only been in the job <laughs> for about three months, but he sort of we didn't we weren't we weren't particularly effective from set pieces in that kind of um, dismal uh, uh, Dean Smith run that we were on. But we're getting we, we seem to be getting back to it now. So um, yeah, hopefully we can continue that against uh, Leicester for sure. Uh, you know, I think uh, something to note is that I th- we've started games badly for uh, quite a few times this season, but in the last couple of games, just you know. It was a struggle against City yesterday, but that's what an incredible team they are. Palace, we started really well. If we can start like we did against Palace, against Leicester at the weekend, we could give them a lot of problems because, let me tell you this, Leicester have conce- have the worst defensive record for the first half in games this season, 14 conceded, but they also have the fourth best goal scoring, 12 first half goals. So mm. if we can if we can be defensively really resolute, and we can just go at their defence first half as well at the same time. I think Buendia might be up for it, you know, putting a few through balls in there. If Ollie Watkins can hold the ball up like he did against City, I think we could give them a lot of problems. And I think it's about time we get we get, got a little bit of revenge and just really beat them. They've given us a couple of 4-0s, 4-1s. It's time for us to give them a, a little bit of a, a, a day out to forget. That would be nice. What I would say as well, it's it's another game, Villa Park, uh, yeah. under the lights. It's a, I think it's a, it's a late kickoff on the Sunday, half yes, four. Yes, yeah, it will be so, under the lights, yeah. So, you know, we know what the atmosphere can be like at Villa Park at that time, um, you know, particularly this time of year as well. Uh, I mean, only, you only need to watch the highlights from yesterday's match to know what Villa Park can be like um, uh, for a nighttime kickoff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Le- Leicester's form has been very patchy this season. Quite, you know, yeah. surprisingly, really. If you look at their, I think they're missing uh, Wesley Fofana, who was obviously out, you yeah, know, all season player, with a really bad injury. Yeah. Um, he took at the t- at the start of the season. He's a brilliant player, I think. Um, yeah. uh, although, you know, saying that they've got players like Johnny Evans, who's a you know an excellent centre half. Um, scored a goal so last night, did he? He did. Yeah, he did sure. score a goal. So you know, they're they're not they're not a, they're not a team that. Um, that you can you can take lightly at all. Um, they've they've got a really really strong squad. Daka, and they've got Kalechi really... Inacho who Inacho. scores goals against us, it, doesn't he? He loves he a goal does. against the Villa. He does, he does. I mean, with with Daka, he's someone that's um, that seems to play a lot more of their um, European games, uh, but he's been pretty prolific in the in the Europa League. So again, someone to perhaps keep an eye on uh, off the bench. Yeah, Inacho, you mentioned even Mark Albright in the homecoming again. Um, could he could he start? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, so yeah, they're definitely a team that you can't take lightly. And and they've, as you say, they've given us a few bloody noses in recent in recent seasons. Who can forget that? Was it the three two when we were two 0 up? Grealish scoring that oh, goal. Oh, that um, that game. That what that was a sliding doors moment. That it was game, a slide for both for both teams, yeah. wasn't it? I think they 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 went stratospheric and we went we sank like a stone. So um, yeah, but then you know was it last season or no the season was it season before we yeah season before when we um when we uh, beat them in the League Cup semi final. 
Um, obviously, yes, Trezeguet. Yeah. Trezeguet goal, brilliant. And we beat yeah, them 1-0, Ross Barkley game. last season. It could go either way, but I am I am feeling confident given the performance yesterday and the results over the past, uh, the previous two games. Well, as long as we didn't tire ourselves out last night, you know, there's a lot of an emotional um, capital used in that game. It's it's, a, it's it's They're just an exhausting team to play against uh, yeah. Leicester, uh, Leicester, sorry, Man City. But look, Leicester have mixed up their formations a little bit this format this uh, season. 3 4-2-3-1. So it's hard to call how they're going to line up. But look, Vardy, of course, what a player. You know, you obviously just got to keep close to him. But Madison seems to be like the player, the main man to stop this, this mm. weekend, as we said. I'm going to say Austin McPhee comes up with some wizardly <laughs> set piece. And I think our set piece run of... Two goals in two games. I think it's going to be three goals in three games. I think we're going to get a set-piece goal. And I reckon Watkins gets a goal. I'm going to say, I'm never usually optimistic, but I think I just think they're there to be got at. And if we start fast, we can win this 3-1. You know what? I was going to do a 3-1 as well. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel oh. a three-one. I think it'd be interesting to see how Target and I mean we know Bailey's gonna be out um yeah. for the next couple of games. You know, will Target be out again? Um I, I mean g- given how young played. Yeah, I, I hope not uh, too. Obviously you just you just want a full strength squad generally, don't mm. you? But you know, if he's not if Young plays there, you know, he did he did have a good game um for us uh, as left back. So yeah, I mean, you know, I'm 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 hopeful that um, we'll have a more or less full strength squad to pick from. Um, I think Ollie Watkins could go on a real run now. I've put him into my fantasy football team, Frankie. I'm, I'm expecting him to, the, to, to start delivering the goods now because yeah. he because he definitely seems. I know Ings has had his, his injury problems as well, but he's the, I, Watkins is that, the man. Yeah, the it does man. seem like Gerard has settled on Watkins as someone that's going to lead the line now for us. So. I think if you, you know, he's he's obviously played, he started to place his confidence in him. He's yeah. repaying him with a couple of uh, couple of goals already. So a quality player. Yeah. He's such he's, a good player. He's like, he's he's a fantastic player. Buendia, hopefully he'll continue yeah. his form. Um, and uh, obviously that midfield trinity of Nakamba, probably Luis. Uh, well, you, you actually you were saying you expect Sanson to do you expect Sanson to start? I wouldn't be surprised if he does. You know. One of Sanson or Chukwameka. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them starts. Well, it's 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 a quick turnaround, isn't it? Between mm. uh, obviously mid midweek to Sunday. So I think Gerard said himself. Or well, Jacob Ramsey in, comes back in as well. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, in, in post match comms, um, Gerard said that um, you know a few of them were were, were pretty sore um, for sort of just you know giving it all against Man City, didn't they? Really. Um, so we'll see how that comes into uh, into his thinking when he chooses his team. You could well be right, actually, uh, with someone like Sanson or Chukwameka could could come in or, or Ramsey as well. So who knows? I'm quite excited to see that team, actually, yeah. just to see who he, who he does decide to go with. I'll tell you what, Stephen Gerrard, you mentioned it, the post-match there. Um, his post-match comments are just like, perfect. It's like, I bet on every date he ever went on, he always said the right thing. Every date he ever went on, like whoever was sat opposite him was like, just falling madly in love with him because he just never he never seems to say the wrong thing like it's all it's always like yeah that's the right way to think about it sir Stephen. i've cycled him (laughs) sir Stephen now (laughs) probably knighted last night by prince william imagine (laughs) imagine if prince william sitting next to perslow had absolutely out of nowhere just booed grealish really (laughs) can you imagine the scenes of like you what 
<laughs> filler till I die. <laughs> just absolutely like his, his veins bulging in his neck as he's screaming it. Um, I <laughs> I did like his vintage uh, villa scarf. He had the old badge on it. So oh, that did, that might be he? one he's yeah. had for a long time, actually. It could it could well have been. I I do find I mean every so often I do sort of find my mind wandering to Prince William being an avid Villa fan. I mean he genuine. It's not like it's sort of David Cameron kind yeah. of. Oh yeah, I support the Villa, uh, but actually I'll get the team wrong when I mention them in a in a speech. Mm. Um, he 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 genuinely like his passion for Villa is so, like he's into it. Quite isn't he? a, he's very he's very into it. I would I mean not this would ever happen for the future king, but I would love it if he was like you know down in the whole end for one day you know, with, a <laughs> yeah. fake, with a fake mustache or a wig on just to try and conceal his yeah. identity and just going absolutely mental yeah. with the rest of the Villa it, people it, it, is co- it is cool to have him as a fan in it it's good fun uh, I wonder yeah, if he listens to this podcast I wonder if he sat there like headphones in just bored and he's like do you know what I'm going to listen to a few Villa podcasts and what's this one all Villa no filler alright let's have a listen to them one minute in he's like I've had enough of them talking about global <laughs> supply chains what is this <laughs> What is this nonsense? Um, what the yeah. hell is a spicy question? Prince George tugging on his trouser leg, demanding to be played with. <laughs> no, shut up. I need to listen. I just need to hear the spicy question. <laughs> I need to hear the email address so I can contact them. Email us, Prince William. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> Please do get in touch. Or anyone, actually, for that matter. Be you prince or pauper. Okay, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you later, Frankie. Catching a bit up the villa. Up the villa. And it's goodbye from me. We'll be back to review the Leicester game uh, over the course of the weekend. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Super Aston Villa.